0: This is Rock Talk with
1: Mitch LaFawn. Mitch LaFawn. Welcome to this episode of Rock Talk with Mitch LaFawn here on Mitch Marathon Month. In fact, we probably should have said that all together, but uh, July 2019 is coming to a close, and so will Mitch Marathon Month. We will do it again in July of 2020. I have been on the road quite a bit this month, and uh, well, in fact, I'm going to keep this talk up kind of short. I just want to... So, I'm sort of fitting it in between two shows, quite frankly, like actual rock shows. <laughs> so, my time is limited. But uh, on the phone, we have Janet Gardner and her husband, guitarist and producer Justin James. They have a new album out called Your Place in the Sun. I did this interview back in June. And, uh, you know, I'm going to tell you a, a couple of Vixen stories uh, here. And by the way, I saw Vixen at M3 in May earlier this year, uh, without Janet, and and they were terrific. They were absolutely terrific. And I've seen video of uh, Janet performing, and she's terrific. So so if you're a fan of the band, or of the music, uh, you, you sort of get a double dose. You, you you get both band and Janet going out and doing their own thing, and so you, you get a double a, a double dose of good right there. So hey good stuff, but uh back in 2001, and I believe it was 2001, Stephen Piercy, along with uh, Vince Neal, Slaughter, and uh, Vixen were, um well, they were doing this, this Voices of Metal tour, and, and I had a chance to go out and see a couple of shows, and we were in Connecticut somewhere, I believe, Hartford it might have been. Um and I was hanging out with Stephen, and we were we were on his bus. And, and what I remember, it there was the, the, this comedian here, Greg Gass. and he walks on the bus, and he's like, "Hey, I'm Greg Gass from the Howard Stern Show." This was um, this was around the time that uh, Jackie, the joke man Martling, had left the the Howard Stern Show, and they hadn't found a permanent replacement, but. Um, Anyway, Greg was there and and he was uh, saying that he was from the Howard Stern show and and he was doing these, these Gene Simmons imitations on the back of the bus. And it was, it was quite funny. And of course we, we went to see the show and got to meet the Vixen uh, ladies and, and Slaughter and Vince Neil and every, everybody, everything was, was great. And I'm trying to think who was in, you know, Brent Fitz, who's now with Slash might've been the drummer. For Vince at the time uh, I think I anyway, know I'm you know listen it, it was 18 years ago anyway but uh, after the show Stephen comes back on the bus and for whatever reason the, the 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 steps on the bus were wet I don't know if somebody dropped a drink or uh, I don't remember it being raining or anything anyway so Stephen steps on this thing and he slips lands boom right on his side and ends up cracking a couple of ribs and you know i'm gonna have to go back and check but i think after that the the tour was canceled or steven's appearances were canceled but uh, boy i certainly remember seeing him fall and, and seeing the grimace on his face and and it was like ugh. but uh yeah anyway good memories of of being on the road uh, these days I have been attending a lot of uh, Def Leppard and uh, Tesla shows, and so uh, thank you to the boys in Tesla, and of course the uh, the guys in Def Leppard. The shows are spectacular. I mean, holy mackerel! And uh, I know folks are like, "Oh, you know, they're not really singing live." Yeah, they are actually. They are they they are actually singing live. So when you go see a show and you walk out of there and go, "It sounded great," that's because the band sounded great. <laughs> you know. Uh, they've been doing this for more than 30 years. They sort of know what they're doing. Anyway, if, if Def Leppard comes to town, you can go rest assured that other than, uh, a couple of the drum loops and stuff that, that Phil Collin and Vivian and others have discussed here with me on the show, uh, everything is live and it is just spectacular, spectacular, Uh, you know, great stuff. And, and, uh, you know, congratulations by the way, to my, to my buddy, Steve, who's, who's teching for, um for Tesla that's that's great stuff in fact I'll tell you this in Montreal the band spent three days uh they played here the Wednesday they were here the Tuesday and the Thursday and uh Frank Hannon the guitarist got to go over to Frank Marino of Mahogany Rush's house right uh never met him before and uh it was facilitated that uh he'd be invited over to Frank's house Frank went to Frank's house try to follow the story it's a lot of Franks here uh, and believe me, it was a confusing night because I went with my buddy Mitch to the show, and Frank had Frank, so it was Frank, Frank, Mitch, Mitch. It, it was it was delightful. Anyway, um, and and Frank Hannon got to go over to um, Frank Marino's house, and they got to, to play a little bit, jam a little bit, and talk horses and dogs and and other stuff, not just music, music, music. So so that was a, a really, really a good time. Anyway, let me get over here to uh, Janet and and her hubby. Um, and by the way, that seems to be a trend. There, there seems to be these couples that do interviews together. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Hailstorm. Um, anyway, the the, the 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 folks in Hailstorm, uh, Pat Benatar and uh, Neil Gerardo Geraldo, uh, they do that. Anyway, it's, it's interesting, and and it's, it offers an extra challenge to an interviewer because you know. For me, I try to get into a headspace and to an arc, you know, you start here and you work your way to there and then you have sort of a, all right, I want to land here and you're going and then, you know, a second person chimes in and not not, not just husbands and wives, but sometimes you do with two band members and it's like, I'm going here, I'm going here, I'm going here and I always almost got the person to, to go where I want and then this other person throws me a curveball and you're like, all right. All right, let's let's keep going with the curveball now. Let's try to hit this one out of the park. And you know, uh, I, I'm fine with doing double interviews, but I, I do prefer the one-on-one. If you if you have followed me for a while, I had a show called One-on-One, and and I like that one-on-one vibe. But uh, anyway, uh, don't do not take this as a complaint, Justin or, or or Janet. That that is absolutely not how it's intended. I'm just telling you how my my brain works. Uh, but here we go. Without further ado, and I've adu'd for about seven minutes, here is the one, the only... Well, actually, there's two people. It's Janet Gardner and the other guy. No, that's not nice. And Justin James. We are speaking with uh, Janet Gardner and Justin James together. They have a new album out called Your Place in the Sun, though... I did notice that Janet has the bigger name on the cover, or or the only name <laughs> on the cover. You know, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But no, it's it's great to speak to both of you. You, you too. Do. So, yeah. So let me. I'll, I'll go to. I'll since we'll we'll split it up. I'll start with Janet, and then we'll go to Justin. But Janet, talk to me about putting together this music, because of course you come from Vixen, which is a brand name, and I know folks hate when I say brand, but it's easily identifiable when you put on an album. People know what to expect. Talk to me about sort of striking out on your own for the second time, but coming under the Janet name and getting an album put together for for the fans.
0: Well, it started out, obviously, as a side project to Vixen, and it was kind of accidental. Justin and I just, we set up a studio in our house. We were both down there kind of working, and he was playing something I liked. I started singing, and we were off and running, and there was no turning back. So. You know, we didn't plan it. It wasn't really, it was nothing other than just two musicians sitting in a room together and doing what comes naturally. So
1: when you're crafting these songs uh, and you said together, is it really a collaboration in terms of lyrical content and musical content? Or do you sort of hum a couple of bars and he comes in and says, hey, let me, how does the songwriting process work? Or are these Janet songs and then Justin helps out, or are these Justin songs that Janet sort of sings over? What's sort of the creative process behind putting these together?
2: Well, it's
0: absolutely 50-50. It's not, you know, we, we're not really that departmentalized. I mean, we slightly are. There, you know, um, Justin probably does a little bit more musically, and I probably do a little bit more lyrically, but we definitely do it all together. Um, and it starts in totally different ways. Sometimes it starts with Justin with a little, you know, with a piece of music. Sometimes it starts with uh, me with a piece of music or a lyric idea. Um, between the two albums, they kind of differed in how they started. Justin had a lot more time uh, in, during the making of this one. So he did a lot more of the initial inspiration for a lot of these. But it definitely goes back and forth, and I think overall it's, it's kind of a – we both jump in on things, and neither of us goes very far without the other, without including the other person in to, to bring them in to, to whatever's happening at the moment, you know. So because if you do that, then there's too much of it done, and there's not enough to sort of collaborate on. So we, we try to bring each other in pretty quickly.
1: Right now, now, Justin, how does the process work for you? Is it as she's described, or or do you have a sort of a different take on how uh, your place in the sun got put together?
2: No, it, it's exactly how she said it. Um, you know, I mean, she last summer was out on the road, obviously with Vixen a lot in the summertime. They had a crazy schedule, so I had a little bit more free time just to you know sit back and noodle with you know different ideas. Um, but I mean, it definitely, you know, usually it, it started out with, yeah, I'll come up with like a main riff and then Janet will instantly jump in and come up with a really cool, you know, chord progression to put some vocals over for the verse. And we, we've just developed this great partnership together. I mean, the first album was an experiment for us. We had never written together. But with this one, I think over time in the last, you know, working together for the last couple of years, doing shows in the first one. Um, we kind of got to know each other and it just made things pretty easy, actually going into it. We've kind of just, we've adapted to each other.
0: Yeah. The workflow on this album was really smooth and productive. We very rarely got stuck or, you know, down about anything. It was just really, really a great workflow.
1: That's great. So I did mention brand. Talk to me about going back out there on the road, because as you just mentioned, you're on the road. And having to go do it under your name—is it—is it more difficult? Do you find promoters are trying to uh, play games and say, "Hey, Vixens, Janet," you know? How do are, how is it? Are you advertised, and is it difficult rebuilding a brand?
0: It is because you know this is the first time in my life I've ever done anything outside of Vixens, so I never built my own name. So it is kind of an uphill battle. You say Janet Gardner, people go who? You say Vixen, they go, oh. And then you say, well, she's a singer from Vixen. And then they go, oh. So, yeah, it's hard to to get people to know, you know, who I am and what I've done in the past. But it doesn't really matter. I think most of the hardcore Vixen fans know what's happening. So they know exactly what's going on. Um, right. And it takes a while to sort of get to the, the second tier of people. But... Yeah, there are promoters who want to, you know, include the, the former Vixen in the the um, marketing materials, but that's fine. It's true. You know, that's who I am. That's what I did. So I don't really mind it. You know, yeah. there's a line, obviously, that, that they can't cross and use the logo and things like that. And we have to say, no, 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 you can't do that.
1: But but they are sneaky. I I, I love promoters. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. they're, they're, they want to sell tickets. They're, they're, you know, uh, one of my friends is Stephen Piercy. And for years when he wasn't in RAT, they were always playing these games. And it just it, it drove everybody crazy. But And I want to get off the Vixen sing in terms of, of leaving the band and stuff. But I do have to ask you, on January 16th, you post... You want to step aside and let Roxy and Cher pursue their vision for the future of Vixen. What is their vision and how is it different than yours? Why was it not a shared vision?
0: You are the first person who has picked up on that. You are on it. Um, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's. Mostly, of course, in that statement, I also mentioned, you know, personal and time for family. And that is the the biggest part of it is that, you know, I do have more family obligations and things like that than the other members. And it was very difficult. Sometimes uh, they would want to do stuff that I would say, well, I don't want to be gone from home that long. I don't want to be away from my family that long. and And it's not fair to them either. So that's the main reason. But yes. Um, we did have some, some differing opinions, some creative differences, things, typical things that bands go through. It's hard to get everybody on the same page at the same time. And, um, I definitely felt that they would be less frustrated and better off without me there. And I would be less frustrated and better off pursuing my own vision.
1: Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I I do have the entire thing in front of me here from your Facebook page. I don't see anything about family. Let me see here. I see soul-searching, sleepless nights. Um, (laughs) Yeah, well, all right. Uh, and, And so, okay, so your vision was, if I'm getting this right, less time on the road, more time with family and it differs from their vision because they wanted to just sort of go for broke and get out there and work it as much as possible.
0: So, well, absolutely. And that's okay. their, their right. you know prerogative to do that. And when we were, obviously, we've been trying to make an, a new Vixen record forever. And um, that also was going to involve me being away, everybody wanting to get in the same room together. I was more in favor of, you know, sending things back and forth, so I didn't have to leave my family for weeks at a time to sit in writing sessions, because I I can't do that right now. So, there was a little difference on that too, um, how a new record was going to be made. Nobody's wrong, nobody's bad, nobody's doing anything, you know, it's just, just different approaches. Right.
1: Well, and and getting Vixen Records done over the years seems to have been somewhat uh, difficult. I mean, there's only four, right? So, should, correct should have been a should have been a bit more. Um, but okay, let me get should've that been
0: a, a little bit bigger catalog. <laughs> yeah.
1: After uh, what are we looking at here? Uh, Twenty thirty what 30, 30 years?
0: Uh, yeah. It'll be it'll yep. Thirty years coming up, so mm-hmm. I joined the band. I joined Vixen in nineteen eighty-three. Wow. So for me, it's a long time.
1: Well, one album a decade seems reasonable.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, but but I'm let I'm not me,
0: satisfied with that.
1: Yeah, so so let's let's get back to what you are satisfied with. Your place in the sun. Uh, I've of course been listening to the album, and and I. I this is going to sound bad, but. I was surprised at how much of a kick-in-your-face rock album was. Usually when people go off solo, they go and become self-indulgent and do some kind of acoustic whatever. But this is a kick-ass rock album. Talk to me about the musical direction that you wanted to take and have taken on Your Place in the Sun.
0: It's funny you mention that because um, we recently got like a negative comment from somebody saying, you know... She should be doing more mellow, acoustic, AOR, bluesy stuff. Oh, stop it. But that's not who I am. You know, I mean, Justin and I are being ourselves. So what inspires us is what we go with. So what, what you see is what you get, pretty much. Um, we when we A couple of times we did sit down and go, oh, let's do an acoustic-y song. Um but for the most part, it's just kind of whatever comes out. And with the last album, I recorded that when I was still still a part of Vixen. So I really had no intention of making it anything like Vixen. But we did have a couple of people that were kind of disappointed that there wasn't a good representation of what I would do in Vixen. So fair enough. You know, this time we did make an effort to do a couple more things that were maybe a little more melodic and reminiscent of what people would be used to hearing or want to hear from something new from me. So we did a little bit of that, but for the most part, we just kind of went with what came out and a lot of it happened to be (laughs) rocking. Yeah. As it,
1: as it should be. I mean, You can still rock in America, right? Night Ranger set wrote Absolutely.
0: about that. Oh, there's a song in that, too.
1: Night oh, Ranger wrote about that.
0: Been yeah. It's been done.
1: It's been done. <laughs> um, I I, I want to go back a little bit in history. Uh, the last time I had a chance to interview Cher Ross, we we talked about the Vixen album Tangerine, and it was not well-received uh, in terms of uh, for her. So, Talk to me about that album, just real quick. Jan wasn't there. You and Gina and Roxy put together this album. Um, what was what was going on at the time where you said, "Hey, if they don't want to be involved, we're just going to go and make an album, and that'll be it."
0: Well, that's exactly what was going on. <laughs> you know, we we definitely reached out to both of them, and you know, asked, asked if they wanted to be part of it. Uh, they both declined for whatever the reason. So we just proceeded. Um, I didn't know or have any idea that Cher was upset about that or that she didn't, I knew she didn't want to be part of it, but I I didn't think she was upset about it. She certainly didn't let on to us that she was.
1: A little bit, little but, bit upset.
0: Yeah. But it, it um, yeah, we were writing a bunch of songs. We had about 50 songs. And we just wanted to put them out there. And they didn't seem to want to participate. So the three of us just released it.
1: In terms of um, releasing new music with, uh, as Janet Gardner, now that you're solo, the last album is 217. This one just came out at the end of May. What do you sort of see the plan moving forward? Is there sort of a five-year plan where every year to 18 months to two years you want to have new music out or is it well i've said what i've had to say now we'll go tour how do you sort of see you moving forward both of you in fact in the next sort of five five to ten years
0: well we haven't really talked much about it um but i would definitely i love the creative process i love writing songs recording songs so that will definitely continue. There is no, no doubt about that. Um, as far as touring goes, yeah, after every album, I think we'll go out and play the songs for people and bring it out live. So I don't see any big long breaks of extended touring. I, I don't know about Justin, <laughs> but we'll definitely you know do do a combination of both. But for me. I love writing songs. I love working with Justin. So I don't see us
2: stopping. No, it's fun. I mean, yeah, I and mean, like one of the things and I say this kind of often is, you know, a lot of, you know, we're married obviously, and a lot of couples, you know, on their weekends, they 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 plan to go to dinner or to the movies or just a night out in the town and have fun. For us, we just we really get off on writing new music and, and, and doing that, and it's so cool that we can enjoy that together and You know with both albums, you know it was one of those it, it wasn't planned, it just kind of happened, and then we we fell into the moment, and just every week we were punching out something new and so I, I don't see any plan in the future to to slow down. And like Janet said, you know, we got this album out right now. So we're focusing on, you know, hitting the road and, and doing some shows to support it. And then I'm sure we'll we'll cycle back around to writing and recording again.
1: Talk, talk to me a little bit about the dynamic of being a married couple, because, uh, you know, as Janet said before, with Vixen, sometimes there's created differences and sometimes you have to sort of move on from each other. How does the dynamic of being married change a band perspective or change a band dynamic? Are there moments where you just say, okay, she's my wife. She's right. She's always right. That's how it goes. You know what I mean? Or or is it just, hey, no, music's first and we have to set aside that we're a married couple to focus the band on band stuff.
2: We've been pretty fortunate. Um, We first, when we got together, I mean, we both, you know, met, you know, through music. And we had actually did something with the Sin City Sinners in Vegas um, before we even got married. So when we got married, we had kind of kicked around the idea of, you know, working together. But we avoided it because we were afraid that it would cause tension between the two of us. And um, again, like she said, it just kind of happened as a fluke one day of just messing around with with a riff idea. And then she started singing over it. And we realized that, you know, we really enjoyed this together, that we actually do have a special chemistry there, you know, outside of the marriage musically with each other. And um, yeah, I mean, we don't marriage always comes first to us at the end of the day. Um, but, you know, so far we've been fortunate enough that it's never come between us, you know, music or the marriage, you know, against the other part. So it's been really cool.
1: That, that's great. Um, I, I want to go back to just real quick, Janet, to to the beginning of the career with, with Vixen. It's, uh, you know, 1988, the first album comes out. What was the environment like for an all-female band? We had the Bon Jovis and the Def Leppards and, and and Kiss doing Crazy Nights and that look, the glam look. Was it easy sort of just to fit into that or did the record company come to you and say, okay, you need to dress this way, you need to look this way, you need to sing this way? Um, was Vixen able to be Vixen or was there a lot of pressure put onto you?
0: Well, our, the songs that we had, going into that were a little less poppy they were a little bit heavier so yeah they they did have an influence over the musical direction i would say more than the look we just you know the the look thing was easy we were girls it was easy to look like girls the guys who had to work harder to look like girls um so, yeah, they, they did, you know, the songwriting, they, they wanted radio hits. It was, it was big radio back then, of course, and they wanted us to get played. So that's where they intervened a lot, was in the song selection and getting outside writers and things like that. And no, we were not happy about it, but we did it.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I mean the, the Richard Marks um, song certainly didn't hurt. And when I spoke to Richard last, he was very pleased that he wrote it and he, he in fact, performs it himself. Um, was that an offense to you that they brought in, Richard, to, to, to do a song or now that you think back?
0: No, actually, that one wasn't because we knew him. OK. Um, ah, okay. Obviously, we, were, we had the same manager. We were on the same label. We had met him. He got it. He understood us. And it was really easy to work with him because of that. So, no, that one wasn't. That was a a really positive um, experience, I think, for everybody. Working
1: with Spencer Proffer, uh, yeah, Proffer. Talk to me a little bit about that because he's obviously been involved with a lot of the bands from that era. His name, you know, if Spencer was involved, you knew that it was going to get done. What was he like working with for you? Did he get you to that next level? Is, is is there good memories of working with Spencer?
0: Spencer was easy, actually, to be honest. He was a lot less um, particular about things than the other producers that we worked with. He was um, pretty easy to work with and, and pretty fun. He, he made it fun. I remember being sick for part of it, and then he was kind of a drill sergeant. I was kind of like, you know, I'd probably be do do these a lot better, you know, if we waited a week until I got well. But, you know, he was like, no, you sound great. Keep going. Keep singing. <laughs> so, yeah, he was, he was easy. He was fun. I, we, and we had worked with Dwayne Barron before. Jan and I had on an earlier project with an earlier incarnation of Vixen. And he was a great engineer. So, we, we knew that going in. We didn't know Spencer, but but we knew Dwayne. Great. So there great. was a, a comfort level there.
1: Y- yeah. Uh, yeah. Dwayne, Dwayne's great. Uh, great.
0: Um, just quickly.
1: <laughs> sorry. I've, I've had an incredibly long day. <laughs>
0: <But> <laughs> I, do, I understand.
1: Yes. Yeah, not every day you, you walk by a, a burning car on the road. But uh, no, just real quick. Uh, is this sort of the, uh, the duo moving forward in terms of making music and touring or Or Justin, do you go off and do a solo album and go do some other bands? And Janet, do you do do a truly solo, solo album at some point? Or is it a team and it'll stay a team uh, for as long as you can see?
2: For me, it's definitely a team. Um, You know, I I love a lot of the bands that I've, you know, played with the musicians that I've played with in the past. But I have never had this connection that I have with Janet and I have no desire whatsoever to do anything other than this. Me neither. I'm, I'm
0: really, we're both very satisfied with our, our writing process. It's very satisfying to both of us. So I don't have any longing to do anything else at this point. And Justin doesn't seem to either. So in the, for the foreseeable future, we're, we're together like do. Oh, That's,
1: that's great. Um, and just real quick, since we mentioned uh, Jan a few times, uh, we, we all know that she obviously passed away a few years ago. Just if you can, just give me a couple of memories of, of Jan and, and what did she mean to you both professionally and personally?
0: Well, you know, I go back with Jan to memories of riding in a station wagon, pulling a U-Haul behind us. We toured a lot before we got signed and before even Cheryl Roxy joined the band. So I have a lot of really funny memories of, you know, the U-Haul trailer falling off the back and running into the ditch and trying to get out of it and all of us sleeping in one hotel room together and stealing towels off the maid cart. And I have a lot of those kind of memories. And those were so fun. It was so carefree and there was no record company. There was no... There was no pressure of any kind. We were just a band having fun on the road. And she was always very quiet, but fun at the same time. She was very funny. Um, From a personal level, super easy to be around. She's one of those people that never gets on your nerves, ever. Everybody else did. We all got on each other's nerves, of course. Because, you know, everybody has obnoxious things that they do. She had none of those. And so easy to be around in all situations, all circumstances. Um, So those are my most fond memories of her, you know, later, of course, when we were playing bigger shows and, and, you know, we broke off in different writing teams and things change and, and it, it always gets weird, but she was always the same, really down to earth, Minnesota girl, just, of the earth great person
1: she she definitely was was fantastic and, and since you mentioned uh, some of the big shows uh and, and we'll finish with this you you did have over the years have a chance to open for bon jovi and kiss and the scorpions and Ozzy, uh deep purple which is sort of a interesting combination there what was sort of your favorite tour to be a part of and and which is the one, the one sort of headliner that made you feel right at home?
0: Justin is pointing a finger at me, saying, "You better say kiss," because he's a huge Kiss fan. Me but, too. Sorry, honey. The funny one that that you said it was kind of an interesting combination was definitely Deep Purple. For me, that was so. They are so legendary and so amazing as individuals and as a band that I enjoyed that one so much. Getting to know them, um, you know, as people and watching them lay it down every night. The masters at work. I would pick a different, and it was one of the few tours where I stayed almost every night to watch them. And I would go stand behind Ian Pace for a while and watch him just, just killing it on the drums. I'd go stand behind John Lord and, you know, I'd be like, Four feet away from them, watching these legendary guys just magic, make the magic. Um, Ian Gillen wasn't there, which was unfortunate, but Lynn Turner, oh my God. The guy's voice just doesn't stop. He is amazing. Oh. So, yeah, and Richie Blackmore, you know, interesting character, really amazing musician. Um, just, yeah. That was definitely one that I will, you know, if I die tomorrow, I know that I've experienced something really amazing.
1: The um, the correct answer was Kiss, by the way. Um,
0: <laughs> just... They were great, too, but we didn't do a long tour with them. We filled them for Slaughter. They had a European little thing they had to go do. So it was us, Winger and Kiss, and we only did about a week. So. Oh. So, so that great, was that I was 89 didn't, i didn't get to know them
1: that must have been 1989 what? that must have been the hot in the shade tour in 1989
0: then it's it, it's exactly what it was yes cool stage shows ever yeah, yeah justin's going going kiss crazy he's a kiss fanboy over there calm, calm down as he should
1: be <laughs> uh, i'm just curious though by the way how did the deep purple tour come around because when i when i see you being thrown out there with bon jovi you go okay you know, both have an MTV look, and okay, and Ozzy and Scorpions were were doing sort of the the glamier part of their career, but Deep Purple seems sort of like, well, is it a manager that 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 you had in common? Was it a were you friends? Was it was it were band members dating each other? How, how did that tour come together?
0: <laughs> no, I don't honestly. I have no idea. Our, we had a great agent for one thing, Um and I think. I heard something once about Richie Blackmore actually having something to do with it. You know, there was a, we were, I am sure we were thrown in with a bunch of bands of like, well, here are our possible openers for this tour. And I think he actually said something like, yeah, I I like them. Let's, let's, let's take them. I don't know if it's true. That's just what I no no I that, that's that's
1: that'll be the that'll be the headline on all the rock sites. Richie Blackmore chose Vixen. <laughs> Richie so. Blackmore
0: Vixen.
1: So so let's just go ah. with that because that works. That that is a a, a, a much better headline than uh, anything else. Uh, and Justin, um, Bruce Kulick or Ace Frehley?
2: Uh, Bruce Kulick. To be honest, I'm I'm going to get flamed for that. But I just I, I love the '80s Kiss stuff. I love the '70s too. But revenge and Hot in the Shade and Crazy Nights were in Asylum were awesome albums to
1: me. Asylum is definitely overlooked. Um, Vinnie Vincent, did he save Kiss?
2: Yes. Uh, Lick It Up is one of my favorite Kiss albums, A Million to One, an overlooked song that I think is just unbelievably great.
1: That song is absolutely brilliant. Paul Stanley did on his solo tour uh, when was that? Two thousand seven or something. Two thousand. Anyway, whenever he did, yeah, that that song is overlooked. Steve Brown, by the way, of Trickster does a an acoustic cover of it, of it. That is, uh, and I know it's not a very rock word, but it's it's delightful. You got to check that out. Um <laughs> I <know>.
2: Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> I I remember on the solo tour, I went to the the show that he actually released the DVD on the House of Blues in Chicago, and I remember when he busted out into a million or one i I about lost it i was like oh my god this is so cool
1: yes it was um janet justin a a great pleasure of course uh everybody should go out and check out the uh, the new album your place in the sun it is um well it's rocking for the lack of a better word uh thank you for today
0: thank you thank you mitch and i hope the snake didn't bite you and i hope you didn't catch
1: on fire no and, and what fan, yeah f- fans they, they might not understand the reference i was walking the dog before we did this interview and i was going through some tall grass and a snake came out of the tall grass over the top of my right foot and then to the other tall grass and i was just like oh sure sure why not and uh <laughs> as i was coming back over the overpass over the highway there was a car on fire and it was it was stuff were it was popping and and it was just like oh maybe i should not walk anymore this this is too much effort anyway no it's it it it, it was great and then of course i ran back in i'm like oh look at the time like i gotta get on the phone but i am here i am (laughs) winded and uh, i enjoyed this and the album is great so folks do check it out and if they come to a town near you uh do check that out as well and uh thank you for today and uh, i'm gonna go catch my breath
0: All right. Thanks so much, Nick. It's been a pleasure.
1: Yeah, as we say in Montreal and Montreal, merci beaucoup. Thank you.
0: Thank you. Uh, Thank you too, Mitch. Cheers. Take care. You're listening to Rock Talk with Mitch LaFond. Rock Talk.